Welcome to PD Insider, the podcast edition. In each episode, we bring you conversations with experts in the law firm professional development community so that you can stay current on industry trends, topics, and innovations. In this episode, PLI's Craig Miller speaks with Matt Galando of KNL Gates. Matt reviews some of his innovative PD initiatives, including experiential programming, emphasizing cross-departmental strategic partnerships, and teaching the valuable soft skills for successful legal practice. It's great to be here. Matt, when did you begin your career at KNL Gates? Wow, I started at KNL Gates in um, officially May of 2002. I actually spent a summer between my junior and senior year of college at KNL. Um, I was a summer intern of sorts, and then I came back after I graduated, spent a second summer, and then eventually moved into a full-time role. So it was still the Kirkpatrick and Lockhart firm in those days? Yes, at that point it was Kirkpatrick and Lockhart, and I think we had about eight offices at that point, maybe maybe 10, and we were primarily an East Coast US firm with a couple of offices in the Midwest and, and West Coast, but primarily East Coast. So how did you come to be in your current role today at the firm? Whenever I first started with the firm, I was uh, I, I served in a legal recruiting and, and um, uh, legal personnel type role. Over the years, um, my, my position has, has evolved greatly. Um, I spent uh, several years uh, managing CLE for the firm and all of our accreditations and all of our programming and, and, uh, and things like that. And then uh, about four years ago, I moved into a, a firm-wide learning and development role, so, which is still where I am today. So it's really interesting. So you, you really rose through the ranks. Yeah and uh, wore a lot of hats uh, yeah, That's for sure, way. yeah, well, that's still cool. do. <laughs> but your background, your postgraduate education was in business and, uh, and you have a, an MBA. So h- how does that inform your work in professional development? Yeah, so um, about a year into my tenure at the firm, um, I, I, I had originally thought that I wanted to go to law school, which is why I started working at the firm in the first place. And then I, I learned that, that I, I didn't, I didn't want to practice law. I realized that pretty quickly, but I really fell in love with the industry. Um, I, I think it's I think it's fascinating that we can help uh, companies and individuals solve their most critical problems. Uh, I went back to school and I got an MBA um, from a, a small private school in Western Pennsylvania. You took a lot of courses in in operations and management, um, HR, and it it really uh, informed informed my work as a, um, as a strategic thinker, as an operational thinker. Uh, at that point, the firm was really starting to expand and uh, having, having that degree um, provided a little bit more perspective on uh, what a global operation really looked like. One of the most interesting things about the conversations we have on PD Insider is learning about the different backgrounds that people bring to the industry. Some are former practicing lawyers, mm-hmm. some are PhDs in education, some are doctorates in education, uh, but you have a theater background yeah. as well as a business background, so that uh, uniquely prepares you to, uh, to help uh, your lawyers uh, develop. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the mission for professional development, specifically at KNL Gates? The mission is really twofold. One, it's to serve our lawyers and to give them the the best possible training opportunities that they can have, whether whether those are our firm-wide video conference CLE presentations that are um, 
practice specific or whether those are more experiential skills-based programs that we do on a more um, localized level, on a more office by office level. But secondly, we take our role very seriously as a strategic partner with our lawyers and with the operational side of the business um, because we feel that we what we do can really impact the bottom line at the firm. Um, training our lawyers to not only be the best practitioners that they can be and, and learn the, the substantive legal skills that they need, but also on the core skills side, on that experiential side, training them to really be the best, um, to be the best at honing their, at honing their craft. Whether, that, whether that's becoming um, a, a master at depositions or negotiations or presentation skills, client development, um, all, of, all of those core skills that, the, that a lawyer needs in addition to the substantive legal training that they have. Um, so we really take our role seriously as a strategic partner at the firm. Um, we have also spent a lot of time and a lot of, um, a lot of work uh, with our business development team because on the on the strategic side that's also critical uh, being able to support their efforts and be able to provide uh, continuing education programs for them and and not not only to develop new business but to also contribute as a value add to clients as well we get um, we get a lot of requests from clients where uh, our, our lawyers will, will offer, they'll offer to come in and, and present a, a continuing ed program um, to a client in their office and that just further solidifies the client relationship. We're really able to contribute value to our operational teams and, and in this case business development in particular um, to really cultivate those client relationships. That's really interesting. I mean, uh, the relationship uh, between professional development and business development in the firm. Often there's, we see that there's some silos between those two different parts, but you're able to sort of bridge that gap. Yeah, we work very role. closely together. Also, you, you talked about, you mentioned experiential learning. Mm -hmm. Could you flesh that out a little bit in, in terms of how you create a program that is targeting experiential learning for the, uh, for the attorneys? We have really been doing ex experiential learning for a long time, but it was really several years ago when we took a hard look at what our lawyers need, what our associates need on the development side, and what the partners are craving uh, from the associates that they're working with to make them better lawyers and make them better practitioners. Um, so there, there are several facets here, but we started by looking at associate reviews to see where there might be opportunities for growth, there, where there might be gaps in skills that have been identified, looking at those trends over the years. Um, so so we, looked, we looked at, at associate reviews. But I also don't want to discount the anecdotal um, uh, evidence and the conversations that we, that we have with our partners and our associates. Um, and and this is where I think relationships are key. Because we have really good relationships with a lot of our partners and our associates, we're not afraid to ask them for their feedback and what they need. And they're certainly not afraid to come to us and, and tell us what they think is, is lacking. Um, so, so we talk to our partners and our associates a lot to ask them what they feel that they need. And again, I, this informs those trends too.
Um, and when we put it all together, we can see where there are gaps, um, where there are gaps in the skill in skills. For example, uh, several years ago, we we were made aware that there was a gap in um, deposition skills for litigators. So. Uh, in our Pittsburgh office where I sit, we um, we developed a, a whole deposition skills workshop which combined lectures and practical exercises that was done over an entire day. And um, we gathered all of our litigators, uh, our litigation associates. It was it was uh, it was mandatory, so that's a whole that's a whole other side of it, which which we, maybe we can talk about. But um, you know, it's really to gather them all together and Train, not only not only train them at once, but get them on their feet and thinking strategically, thinking about uh, about really how to hone their skills, but also learning from the the more senior lawyers at the firm on all of the various facets of depositions, for example. Mm -hmm. So there were many ways that you performed a sort of gap analysis and skills assessment, uh, and the open communication mm -hmm. uh, with the partnership was a, was a big part of that, getting feedback as to what was needed, as well as looking at things, resources like right. uh, uh, annual reviews and, and that type of thing. Right. And then you're able to create uh, programs. So uh, so for participants, because you mentioned that the programs may be <laughs> mandatory, right. so, so for participants, how do you make it more than just a check the box activity mm -hmm. and that they feel like they're getting real value? We really try to express that value to all of our associates. Um, what's in it for them, why we're, why we're making them do it. Uh, not just because the partners say that they should do it, but because these are critical building blocks for their skill development over you know over time and and these aren't just one and done programs we have continued to do these types of programs and build on them um, and it's really fascinating to see to see associates that might come in and say oh I, I just don't have time for this I I can't do it and to walk out with a whole new skill set that they that they didn't know that they had in them and that's really gratifying it's gratifying to see that but it's also it's gratifying for them too because they also see that there has been so much time uh, invested in this not on not just on our part i mean it yes it takes a lot of time to and energy to develop these programs but more importantly it shows the investment on the law firm side that our partners and our senior management are willing to not only invest a little bit of money into these programs but also the partner's time to develop programs. I mean, we work very closely with them to develop their lectures and these workshops, but the time that they're spending on that is time that they're not that they're not working on client matters and not and not billing. So um, so whenever whenever associates realize that it's not it not only was it really good for them, but that it's really good that that they are seeing the investment that the firm is making. Um, it's like a light bulb goes off, and um, and and it's like something clicks with them that they feel that they're uh, that they're really being that they're really being taken care of, and they're really being being looked at, and that's that's gratifying for me to see. So the associates feel the investment, mm -hmm. the commitment of the firm to them, um, and that helps with uh, sort of engagement right. and uh, maybe even cohesion mm -hmm. in terms of uh, you know sort of developing a KNL Gates way. Mm -hmm. Uh, an approach to things. Right. Well, and also, um, I've seen this more recently through some of our other experiential programs that we've done. Uh, but just to see 
associates from different practices come together that might not have ever worked together or really ever talked to each other to, to be sitting in rooms, working side by side on these programs. And, and I have seen, um, I've seen many times where, where we have had associates come together to do presentations, uh, cross practice presentations that not only is valuable for the training aspect, but also for potential, for potential new, new business, um, to have associates learn more about each other's practices. One of the things we talk about a lot is how critical it is to know the firm that you're working at. Um, to know all of our practice areas, to know as much as you can about the different practice groups, um, and, and even just a little bit about what each group can offer, because the more you know, the more informed you can be in your own work, and also whenever you're talking to clients or potential clients, or even other lawyers around the firm about how you might be able to add value to their practice. So that connection piece and the cohesion has really gone a long way um, with a lot of our associates to develop those relationships and enhance their practice. Have you created any measures of success uh, so that you can help demonstrate return on investment uh, for the firm? Um, it's, it's hard, it's really, it's, it's hard to quantify. Um, we have program evaluations for every program just like PLI does. Uh, and we ask that our attendees fill all of those out, whether it's a, whether it's a, a CLE program or whether it's one of these skills-based experiential programs. We ask them to fill them out, and it's the only way that we're going to add more value to what we're doing for our associates. So, so on the quantitative side, that's, that's how we do it. Now, qualitatively, though, it's a little bit easier to see. Um, I spend a lot of time talking with our associates uh, and our partners, for that matter, about our programs and and their reactions to them. Uh, this has been much more prominent recently with a lot of our multi-session programs that we have done, these experiential programs that we have done, because again, they are a large investment. Um, they're a large investment of time from everyone. So, but by talking, by talking with associates and partners, really hearing their feedback, um, it really helps us to, it helps to inform us uh, as to what we're doing, what we're doing well, what we might consider changing for future programs. Um, you know, and, and it can be everything from the, the substantive point parts of the program, or it can be more on the, um, on the soft side, on the emotional side. Uh, but, but really having those conversations uh, is really important. And that's also, I think, where having relationships with our partners and associates really matters. K&L Gates is also a very big firm. Uh, you have nearly 2,000 uh, lawyers and spread out in 45 offices right. and cover five continents. And about half of those offices are outside of North America. How do you address the challenge of scale in presenting uh, professional development, and and how do you uh, how do you structure the PD team accordingly to meet that challenge? The scale is, um, I think, one of the biggest challenges that we have, but we do try to we do try to address um, global PD in a couple of different ways. Um, for one, all of our programs that we do, um, primarily in the U.S. Our, all of our CLE programs, our video conferences, are recorded and posted on our Global Online Learning Center, which is a hub for all of our internal training programs. Um, 
So anyone around the firm can watch these programs at their convenience um, on demand and and uh, see new developments in the in the law, um, you know, learn new skills, things of that nature. Um, the challenge is all of the far reaches of the firm where we don't have staff and we don't have a, a critical mass to address local professional development. And that's where um, we're, we're trying to rely on our local, uh, on, on local lawyers, on our local teams um, to, to develop and deliver programming that uh, is relevant to their, to their, their region, their country. Um, and, and to, to, Accomplish this, we are actually in the process of rolling out uh, what we're calling an off-the-shelf learning resource, which is a um, it's a it's a resource that will be on our intranet that are prepackaged programs where a, a lawyer, a staff member, um, an enterprising associate, whoever that may be, in any office of the firm, can take the materials that are available to them look at all of the instructions that we have provided and be able to uh, implement the program fairly easily in their local office. Um, some of these range from a, a, a one-hour roundtable discussion where we provide a discussion outline for them to follow. And some of them are, are a little bit more complex that require a little bit more time and development on their end, uh, such as we did a pitch program a couple of years ago. Uh, we are in the middle of a program that we're calling Look Who's Talking, which is a presentation skills and executive presence program that is multi-session and um, it's experiential in that it gets our associates on their feet and presenting um, in front of in front of their colleagues and their counterparts. But I say that because these types of programs, um, they take a little bit more to implement, but we wanna provide all of the resources to them to be able to, to pull it off, their, off of our internet and run with the program if they, if they like to. It really sounds like a lot of uh, innovation and strategic thinking to uh, address the demands of, of a global firm. Uh, globalization is only one of the trends right. uh, that PD has to confront. Obviously, there's uh, technology, uh, certainly a, a law firm that has the name Gates in its uh, <laughs> letterhead would be aware of that. And, uh, uh, and, and of course, the demands, the ever-changing demands of clients uh, and the marketplace. Right. So how, how does PD address these trends and these changes? That's a great question. Um, Actually, here, here's an example. Several years ago, back in 2000, what was it, 2009, 2010, whenever the, whenever the economy went south, um, you know, I don't think it's any secret that that law firms felt the felt the brunt of that too. Um, you know, clients were were very carefully monitoring their legal spend. Uh, deals weren't getting done, things like that. So, in addition to some of our lawyers realizing that you know they needed to brush up on their skills. Um, we, along with our business development department, determined that this would be a great opportunity for us to implement a lot of new business development training for our lawyers. You know, because if they have if they have more time on their hands, they're looking to develop their client base. Now's a great time to start thinking about it and learning about it. Now, were we getting a lot of new clients in 2008, 2009? I don't, I don't know, but we were starting the process of, of getting our associates into that business development mindset, into that relational mindset, that relationship, relationship building 
mindset. So they really, um, so they start to think about business development and connecting with clients and potential clients on a very different way. So that was really the start of a much larger business development initiative um, that has that has since progressed. Um, we have recently reassessed our business development curriculum and uh, are are now relaunching it with a lot of new um, and more. Um, more topical programs that are addressing some of the needs that that clients are facing right now and that our lawyers are facing and some of those challenges. So, I mean, that's one example of how um, uh, you know we turned a we turned a, a a not so great period in our our history. I mean, just as a you know as an industry uh, into a much greater opportunity for our lawyers. That's great. I mean, be, being able to try to get ahead of the curve right. uh, at that moment in time right. and sort of along those lines, any predictions that you would like to offer for the near term for PD and maybe even looking a little bit further out into the future? I think that that being hands on and letting our, making our associates realize the value of relationships is is absolutely critical. If they didn't realize it before, they they need to realize it now. Um, the need for um, the need for those personal relationships, those deep connections, I think, is more critical than ever. I see well-being and wellness as a critical critical factor in what we do at a law firm. Um, I think our departments, along with our allies around the firm um, can really help to affect change and really reduce the stigma um, surrounding some topics in well-being, whether it's disease, alcoholism, family issues, leave policies, whatever that may be, because for so long there has been there has been a cloud over all of that in the legal industry. And I feel like all of a sudden that is that is changing and that's blossoming into something that's that is um, I think going to be really impactful and really change how um, how lawyers see their business, how they interact with their clients, and how they can be the best versions of themselves that they can be. Um, and finally, um, this I don't know that this is necessarily a huge prediction, but technology. Um, you know, our we have seen. We have seen the opportunities at our firm that that technology has provided, uh, not only on the professional development side, but on the practice side as well. Uh, on the professional development side, we are constantly looking at technology and how we can better deliver our programs, whether that is our global online learning center where we post CLEs, or whether it's um, micro learning, the you know burst training that's so um, so big now. You know, I know. Uh, AI is a is a big topic of discussion in the industry right now. I'm personally not sure where that's going, but I've seen some uh, I've seen some very promising things on the AI front and how um, simulations can can help a lawyer uh, really refine their skills. So um, I, I do I think technology is is still going to be critical, and I mean it's it's pervasive. It's never going away, and so how we can best adapt to it and also use it to our advantage to make our lawyers the best that they can be. 
I think there's really a consensus forming around both of those things. Certainly well-being has emerged as something that everyone sees as a near-term trend, uh, and PD organizations are rallying around that. Uh, and of course, the embrace of technology, uh, the new technologies, the next generation right. of uh, technology based upon uh, all of the, the quantity of data that, that law firms have accumulated and seeing what AI really means and what its impact will be. Well, thank you. I'd like to thank my guest, Matt Galando, learning and professional development consultant at K&L Gates for sharing his insights. We look forward to you joining us for another edition of PLI's PD Insider. This is Craig Miller of the Practicing Law Institute. Thank you.